Blog Talk Radio.
Well, hello, 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 and hello again. It is time for iron sharpening iron. And we thank God for each and every one of you. We thank God for those of you who are celebrating Labor Day. And we thank you. It's a holiday that we have in the month of September. And so this is Cecilia. Of course, this is not Minister Sylvia, um, who is not available on tonight. And tonight is the night that Dr. Serena Wright is scheduled to be our speaker on tonight. And so um, hopefully she will be checking in soon and we will be able to hear. Spirit of the Lord is saying tonight through our own Dr. Serena Wright. I mean, great woman of God, uh, educated woman. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that I could say about Dr. Serena Wright, the prophetess of tonight, the speaker for tonight, um, one of Apostle Sandra Thomas's mentees. I mean, um, just just a woman that has a word in her belly for each and every one of us. And I'm going to check and see if Dr. Wright is on the line and if she's ready to minister on the World Wide Web to the people of God and to those that want to know more about Jesus, my God, my God, my God. And uh, let me uh, just hold on and and check so I can uh, let her be the speaker on tonight and just uh, move out of the way of God. Uh, Minister um, Sylvia, like I said, is not ready or available for tonight, but we know that Dr. Serena Wright is. Dr. Wright, are you ready um, for tonight? Yes. Yes, woman of God, thank you so much. Amen. Will you be doing FaceTime or just blog talk? Uh, uh, how will we be able um, to hear this wonderful word on tonight? We'll just be on blog tonight. Um, I okay. would have to um, connect normally with Sylvia, and she would connect us to uh, Facebook, but I will be prepared for that moving forward. But, yeah, we'll just be on blog talk tonight, but we are ready to share the word of the Lord. Amen. Well, I turn it over to you, then. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now. God, for this coming together, God, for this time of sharing, for the release, God, of your word, we thank you right now. God, that we have gathered only in your name, we know. Have a firm, reliant trust that you are in the midst. God, let there be a filling of every empty place in our heart, in our mind, in our understanding. God, that we would leave this place, God, with a seed in our heart that shall bring forth the fruit of right living, and we will go forth and complete the king's agenda. We thank you for it and for all things in Jesus' name. People of God, we just welcome you to Blog Talk. You were listening to Apostle Alexis Celia Kaiser. She has been faithful faithfully and relentlessly mantling and manning this platform since its inception 
And it is not lost on us that it is better to obey than even to sacrifice lambs. That's Bible. He said obedience is better than sacrifice. And so through her obedience, the word of the Lord is going all around until the www.blogtalkradio.com means that the whole wide world gets the opportunity. And God said that he would not come back until the whole world had been evangelized, until the word had reached all the world. Hallelujah. And so there are some people, there are some believers, there are some daughters, including Apostle Alexis, that God has assigned to take his word out into the world. Praise the name of Jesus. So know that when you come to this platform, when you come to hear this word, that you are among those that God has deemed great, that have given weighty assignments and weighty mantles, and that they have manned them diligently, that the word of the Lord will go forth. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. If you will, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. I may switch to some um, and read some verses from the Message Bible as well, but we'll be reading mainly from the Amplified Bible. Read from your favorite one. We just ask that the Holy Spirit anoint it, anoint your eyes, increase your understanding, open up your understanding to receive that that is eternal. You read from your favorite version. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It says, therefore, since we do not hold and engage in this ministry by the mercy of God, granting us favor and benefits, opportunities, and especially salvation, we don't get discouraged, spiritless, and despondent with fear, or become faint with weariness and exhaustion. We renounce disgraceful ways, the weapons and arts of men, we refuse to deal craftily and practice, trick, and practice trickery and cunning and adulterate or mishandle the word. And we commend ourselves in the sight and presence of God to every man's consciousness. But even if our gospel is hidden, it's hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured and only to those who are spiritually dying and those who are lost. So the God of this world is blinded unbelievers' minds to the illuminating light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image and likeness of God. Verse 5, for what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves merely as his slaves for Jesus' sake. For God who said, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts. So as the light of illumination of the knowledge of the majesty of God in the face of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. That was Second Corinthians chapter four, verses one through six. And so in this, to contextualize it, to put in the right frame, the the ministers, including uh Paul, to the Corinthians begin to say, listen, we have accepted the ministry that God has given us, and we're simply not going to give up. And he go on to say, as you have heard me read, that we're not going to worry about whether you believe it or don't believe it. He said, listen, this is God's light, and some people's minds have simply been blinded. And so as I was reading through this, I've got so many, um, uh, so many ways in my mind, in my natural mind, of how this would apply these same principles of resilience and accepting uh, of the, the mantle, the ministry of God can apply in today's culture. And so I began to try to write them down and organize and say, well, what exactly, well, how do you want me to apply it to, the, to, the, to those that will be listening tonight? What exactly do you want me to say? And, and, and the big picture that the, the, first, the, first, the first nugget that, that the Holy Spirit 
uh, release for me tonight to say is that when we realize just as they did, just as these ministers did that were ministering to the Corinthians, just as they ministered, they said, listen, we don't engage in this ministry for benefits or favor, and we're not going to get discouraged or give up or get weary or exhausted. And I said, Lord, that can apply to so many things. Let me tell you, sometimes we are engaging in things. Sometimes we go into a job because that's what we work for. That's what we got our, that's what we got our degree in. Or we go into a marriage because we, we found our partner. We found our person, that there's a, there's, there's a place for God in our relationship. We've got plans. We've got a future. We, we give birth to that child just for looking and, and relishing in the glory of being able to create life and, and what that would mean in the face of God in eternity. But at the end of the day, we know that in the most wonderful beginnings, sometimes in the middle, things can get rocky. That in the most wonderful beginnings and when all of your hopes are being fulfilled and your wedding cake is exactly the way you wanted it and the salary offering was 50000 more than you ever imagined and the, the, the proposal was more romantic than you could have ever dreamed and, and the house was bigger, you know, the, the, your money could afford a house bigger than, than the one you saw in the magazine, that all the time that there are wonderful beginnings or even when you know it is an assignment for God or even when you know it's something that God has given to you, the reality is that there can be some difficulty. And so in order to overcome the difficulty, especially when we know it's God, especially when we're in an assignment, especially when we're called to ministry, especially when God has spoken to us, especially when God has thrusted us forward, especially when the difficulty comes, especially when the loved ones have passed away, especially when the job is difficult, especially when you're experiencing some bias, especially when the neighbors are being unfair. We still got to decide. They said we're not going to get discouraged. We're not going to become despondent with fear. We refuse to be weary, and we will not be exhausted. In order to get through anything in life, especially something that God, God has called you to, especially something that's glorious, especially something that's legacy, especially something that's a financial living up, especially when you're the first one, you have got to make a resolve at the front door, I am not giving up. I am not, I don't care how difficult this may get. I, I may hit a rocky middle, even though this is an amazing beginning. I'm telling myself at the front door, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to be despondent with fear. I am not going to become exhausted. I am not going to be weary. You're not going to wear me down. You're not going to convince me God didn't do this for me. If it goes without a bump or if there's nothing but bumps, I am not going to give up. If it becomes, if there's a hindrance or if it's smooth sailing, I am not going to turn away from the motivation and the excitement that I had when this thing first got started. Do you know that sometimes that we can get right in the middle of something amazing and because we've hit a snag, we decide to give up because of exhaustion. Because we've hit three or four snags in a row, we become despondent with fear. We become spiritless. We lose the intensity 
intention of the, um, the beginning. But what was so powerful about what they announced is that we know that we have been given this ministry by the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Do you know that God in your equation is the is the is the the way to complete the assignment, the equal sign, and the answer. Do you know that remembering that it was by the mercy of God that you got through? It was by the mercy of God that you got assigned. It was by the mercy of God that you were selected. It was by the mercy of God. It was by God's mercy that you were even able to endure hardness, the Bible says, as a good soldier. See, we only consider God's mercy when there are no issues or short-term issues. If there's a little small bump in the road and we get over it real fast, we say, well, that was God's mercy. If we get through smooth sailing, we say, well, that was God's mercy. But do you know if there's hindrance after hindrance in something that you know God gave you, that's still God's mercy, that God will assign you to something. And it may not be smooth sailing, but you better decide at the beginning, I'm not giving up. After I know that God has given it to me, I don't care what comes next. I'm not giving up. I am not going to become spiritless. I am not going to become despondent with fear. I am not going to be worn down. Do you know that in this age, you can find so many people whose life circumstances wore them down? And when you say something that's that strong, that that's, that is that forward, that seems to be so confrontational, the first thing people want to do is push back and say you're being merciless, you're being self-righteous, you don't know what I've been through, you can't judge me. But let me tell you something, it's been given to you by the mercy of God, and if you add God to your resilience, and you add God to your unwillingness to give up, and you add God to your determination, and you add God to your relentlessness, and you add God. They said, by the mercy of God, we will not be discouraged. We will not. Hadn't anything even happened. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, thank you, Father. Nothing had happened in verse 1. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They, They had just announcing that they were accepting their ministerial assignment and in the and in the B clause of the sentence they begin to make the resolution that they would not give up. Not give up on what? Oh my God. Somebody would have said, well see, they making negative prophecies. No, see you don't understand the kind of faith that God can put down the inside of believers that realize that he's the main part of the equation. He's the multiplication, division, subtraction, addition, sign, the equal sign, and the answer. My God, they said it's been by the mercy of God that we got it, and no matter what's coming, we won't let it go. My God in heaven. Do you know that there is sometimes personal situations in our lives And God, and we go to God and we seek him and we say, God, we want deliverance. I want some personal freedom. I want to be delivered from this. I don't want to see this in me anymore. I don't want to just lie. I don't want to be phony. I don't want to come off as disingenuous. I don't want to be prideful. I mean, we're talking about some stuff we're asking God for for ourselves. And we seek the Father and we seek him and we are praying and declaring his promises over our life and declaring our liberty and God then steps 
in and says without without a shadow of a doubt that we have been granted that petition and we do not then add to it. And no matter what happens and no matter what evil influences come to take me back there, I'm never going to release this freedom I've gotten from God. I'm never going to release it. I'm never going to slack my hands. I'm never going to back up from what God has granted me. Listen, there is a boldness that comes when you know the mercy of God has been added to the matter. Do you know that at the front door, you can decide what your middle and end are going to look like? They had accepted the assignment in the A clause, and they went right into what they were not going to do in the B clause. Uh, some people are just made, got made up minds. And do you know that if you're going to persevere, if you're going to persevere in marriage, if you're going to persevere in parenting, if you're going to persevere in an in a professional arena, if you're going to persevere in personal maturing, if you're going to persevere in insight, if you're going to persevere over addiction, if you're going to persevere through injustice, you're going to have a made-up mind. You're going to know this is what God has assigned me to. And whatever comes, what I'm not going to do, my God in heaven, say I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. God gave me this wife. God gave me this daughter. God gave her to me. I, for you weren't there when I was begging God for a daughter. You weren't there when I was begging God to move from, from this domestic violence relationship and to move to this state and to get this. So you weren't there. So let me tell you something. When the, the day God gave it to me, I turned around and told the atmosphere, and I'm not letting it go. I'm not giving up. I will not relent. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They went into the second verse and said, and let me tell you what else I'm not going to do. I'm not going to lie, cheat, steal, trick, or cunning. Oh, my goodness, Lord, I won't be dishonest. I'm not going to use the word of God to get advantage. I'm not going to do nothing slick. You're not going to catch me compromising. You're not going to take me off my game. You're not going to get me to sway or move because you didn't put me up. You can't take me down. My goodness. They said I'm going to renounce disgraceful ways and secret thoughts and underhandedness and the methods of men that make you hide. Now, see, I'm not going to hide none of who I am. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not scratching nothing that's not it. I'm not laughing at nothing. And that's not funny. Let me tell you something. These people went into an assignment. They opened up the door and received from God. And the next thing they did was stuff their feet, planted their feet firmly in the word of truth. They said, we're not giving up. We're not compromising. We're not going to underhand trick. I'm not going to call my friend to tell her punch me in. I'm coming to work on time. I'm doing what I'm asked to do. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to respect my husband. I'm going to raise my children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. I don't care what they do because what I do is not predicated. What, uh, what I do is not predicated on what you do. I'm telling you what I'm going to do because I plan to take this thing, somebody say, all the way to the end. Go ahead and tell your promise. I am not, 
I am not giving up. I'm not, I'm not going to trick nobody. I'm not compromising. I'm, I'm not, that's not funny. I don't laugh at racial, racial jokes. I don't mock people behind their back. I don't gossip and backbite. And I'm not giving up. Let me tell you something. Do you know that you can go into a place with the integrity of the king? And not be, be and not give in to the temptation, and not give in to the temptation to use the methods of men because you know God gave it to you. So somebody say God gave it to me. Do you know that the key to resilience, the key to long lasting, the key to not giving up, the key to breaking that addiction, the key to breaking that habitual, that thing that has been habitual in your lineage, the key to raising that rebellious son, the key to winning back that wayward wife. Somebody say is don't give up. Don't, don't, don't give up because you know God gave it to you. Don't give up. Don't you back up from your prophetic mantle because you know God ordained you a prophet. When you was in high school, you didn't even know what prophetic was. You you wasn't seeking titles and mantles. You wasn't seeking ministry. You you know God gave it to you. Don't you dare hide your prophetic utterances. Don't you dare silence your prophetic voice. Don't you dare minimize that that ministry. God has given you. Tell everybody about it. Tell them in the lunch line. Tell them in the bathroom. Tell them in the laundromat. Tell them in the Walmart line. The Walmart checkers are slow anyway. Wait a minute. I just, did I just say that the, the rest of, that's at the Walmart around this corner from the house that I used to live in, but not no more. But, but tell them, tell them everywhere. Don't you dare hide that ministry. Don't you dare uh, be a Chained and bragging on the son that God gave you um, that's going to lead a worldwide revival. I know he's probably higher than a Georgia pine tonight, but don't you dare stop bragging. Don't you dare. You didn't ask God that. He told you that in prayer. He showed you him in ministry when he was about four days old. God showed you him in worldwide ministry. Don't you dare. Don't you dare give up, sir. Keep telling them what your daughter's going to be. Keep telling them what you and your wife are going to do. Keep talking about the ministry and the mantle because God gave it to you. They said well, we have engaged in this ministry. It's by the mercy of God. They went on to say because, listen, we're not even preaching ourselves. See, this wasn't even our idea. Do you know there is a humility that comes right along with those that know this is God's idea. I don't even have anything to prove to you because this was not even my idea. I, I, I'm going to be a multimillionaire, and it's all God's idea. I won't have to front. I won't have to fake. I won't have to make fraud on my taxes because God's got it. This was God's idea. We engage in these multi-million in these multi-million dollar bank accounts by the mercy of God. We engage in these in these healthy relationships in these dynamic marriages. By 
by the mercy of God, we parent these outstanding children that will have worldwide ministries by the mercy of God. We submit ourselves as we pray for our bosses that have racial and gender discriminations. Somebody say, by the mercy of God, this wasn't even my idea to come in here and pray for Mr. Johnson. I didn't even want to work in this department, but they kept insisting that they give me an extra $30,000 to do the same work, and I found myself under someone that can't stand somebody just like me, that can't stand men, or can't stand women, or can't stand Asians, or can't stand Middle Easterners, but don't you know, it's by the mercy of God that I submit myself and pray, because God told me he sent me here, because Mr. Johnson's going to get saved, God told me he's giving Mr. Johnson a testimony, this wasn't even my idea, somebody say, I don't even preach myself, I don't even come in my own name. This is all God's God idea. Why should I quit? Why should I quit my job? This is by the mercy of God. Let me tell you something. There is a resilient people being raised up. Those that know that everything they have, God gave it to them. All the strategies they use, God birthed in them. All the all the ways and accomplishments that they made, God did it. All the overcoming they've overcome is because God heard of them. All the ways that they have have, have stood fast and, and unwavered and didn't give in to the doctrine and, and the underhandedness of, me, underhandedness of man is because God raised them up. <clears throat> Do you know that there are some resilient soldiers in the land that don't preach themselves? My God, they have a humility that permeates the pride of the culture. You you can't ship them up because they don't preach themselves. You can't ship them because they're not preaching themselves. You can't embarrass them because they're not preaching themselves. David said, I come in the name of the Lord. This is not even about me. It's about the assignment. It's about the mercy of God. It's about what God is doing. And do you know that that, that day day is coming? That things are not going to be so wonderful, but there are going to be some wonderful people in assignment. And there's there's going to be a day when things are not so wonderful, but there are going to be some wonderful people in their assignments. And they are going to be replete with resources to give them out, the resource of empathy, the resource of compassion, financial resources, natural resources, physical resources, spiritual resources, and they're going to be planted all throughout the world, and they are not going to come in their own name, but they are going to move the kingdom by the mercy of God. Let me tell you something. Let's make yourself a party of one. Make yourself, when the assignment comes, sir, make yourself a party of one. The only thing God asks is that you don't give up. My God in heaven. It, It might get difficult right in the middle, but don't give up. 
Just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, there's a temptation to give up. Don't give up. Don't you give up. Don't you give up. It was by the mercy. It was by the mercy of God. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Don't you dare be weary. Because you're doing exactly what God told you. It's God's assignment. And all you've got to do, even if people don't acknowledge you, even some people will act like you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know what you're doing and, and, and she ain't about nothing and he ain't this and that and, and this little ministry and you need to quit that little job and, and people will add adjectives to things that God has made monumental but don't you give up. Don't you dare get weary, sir. Don't you dare get weary, sis. Don't you let yourself because God gave it to you. God mantled you. God gave you the wherewithal. God gave you the strategy. God gave you the resource. And God's going to get the glory. Don't you dare. Don't you dare give up. God's after you, sir. He's after you. He's after you. Because your heart's weakening. You're like, God, I don't know that I can hold my hands up any longer. He's here to minister strength to you. Because he said, listen, it's by the mercy of God. Don't, don't, don't you dare. Don't you, don't you buckle. Don't you use the ways of men. Don't take a shortcut. Don't you dare. It seems right. But those are the wide ways. Continue on the narrow ways and know that I am with you even to the end of the earth. Listen, people of God, there are some people with assignments and, and they're smiling because they love God, but in their hearts, they've hit rocky places. If they haven't, they've already gotten through this place and they're on this line to strengthen you. They either hit a rocky place, they've gone to hit a rocky place, or they've hit their rocky place and they've championed. Either way, whoever you are, don't you dare give up. If you are on this line to strengthen those that are feeling weak, don't you give up. If you are those that are considering that that the load is getting so heavy and you say, God, did you really give me this? There's no way this should be this filled with sorrow. There's no way this should be so, this should be this difficult. If this was God, it would not be this difficult. Uh-huh, sis, I'm talking to you. Don't you give up. Don't you dare back up. You're at the front door. You said, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not going to become spiritless. I'm not exhausted. I'm stronger than I've ever been. And everything that would tempt me to go the ways of men, I renounce it. I'm not going to sneak out on my husband. I'm not going to call that woman that's been bugging me, even though my wife's not doing anything that God has commanded her. I'm not taking the ways of men. I know what God has promised me. And I'm not going to give up. It's for God's purpose. Because I'm not preaching. It's not about me. It's not about me. All of those temptations are trying to make the assignment about me. It's not about me. It's about the glory of God. It's about the legacy. It's about the assignment. It's about the mantle. It's about those that are coming. It's about those that will be delivered. It's about those that will hear my voice. I don't come preaching myself. It's not about me. Everything that's been tempting me to make it about me, to fold myself into my shape. 
ourselves and disregard the mercy of God, we renounce it. And we thank you, Father, that the breath of God has strengthened us and brought us into a place that would never give up. We won't throw in the throw in the towel or weaken. We won't become exhausted or weary. But in this call to resilience, we find strength. We draw strength from the well of salvation. And we know that, God, that in your presence we will be filled. We thank you, Father. That, God, your word has come to fill us, has come to satisfy us, has come to rejuvenate and strengthen us. And those who you are speaking to, by the way of your Holy Spirit, we respond with a resounding yes. We thank you, Lord, for the invitation. God, for the invitation to be renewed in strength, for the invitation to be renewed in purpose. For we do not come in and of ourselves. Oh, God, if this was about us, we would have given up long ago. But through your strength, God, we press through the difficulty and we refuse to give up. For by the mercy of God, we engage in ministry and he shall strengthen us and he shall strengthen our hearts. We thank you, Father. We thank you for, we thank you for this renewal. We thank you for this renewal of strength. We thank you for this renewal and recommitment to ministry, to re-engage, to re-align, God, to reset and to renew ourselves in you. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, oh God. We forever give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. It is all in Jesus' name. Amen. Woman of God, it's back to you. Wow. Mm. My God. Woo. I cannot even I can't I, I just can't. I just can't. That that word, that word, that word that God gave us on tonight. There was so much in the word. I told you that God said the word on tonight was going to be a word that he had put in Dr. Rice Belly. I mean, she said in Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, first verse to the fifth verse, all that God had for us on tonight about preaching God, not preaching about ourselves, but preaching God and how that would renew us, renew our strength, renew our uh, recommitment. She even talked about how when we go through preaching the gospel, how we have to keep God in the equation. Because when we keep God in the equation, that means we'll have the mercies of God. Oh, my God, there were so many nuggets. She even talked about how there are some people that are blind to this word. But when you preach the gospel of God and you persevere, my God, and you can persevere so much, in your assignment that you'll preach it in Walmart. You'll preach it about your sons and daughters that appear to have lost their ways. I mean, she talked about how you can get discouraged because of death and 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 various things going on. And my God, fear, Woo! fear, the problems with relationships. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. Woman of God's message on tonight so many nuggets. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be quiet and open up these lines so that you can tell the woman of God 
about how this word on tonight blessed you. The lines are open. Well, Dr. Wright, I believe they're caught up right now and that that word is ministering to them, ministering to them the strength that they need, the recommitment that you preached about. I mean, um, some might even be on the other line saying, ouch, because you talked about submitting and how when you submit, that whole idea of submitting to God says God did it submitting to the gospel, to the assignment, to the very idea to preach the gospel. I thought about, Dr. Wright, how I went to see a movie called Honk for Jesus. And when I went to see it, it, you know, it's supposed to be a a comedy. But in actuality, the man in there wasn't preaching the gospel. He was preaching him. He was preaching him. My God, and we've got to preach the gospel. And so the things, although it was supposed to be a comedy, it ended up being, to me, a message about what you just preached about. My God, if we're out there and we're preaching self and God is not that plus, that minus, that whatever we need him to be in that equation that equals mercy, Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's not preaching the gospel according to Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And I thank you, woman of God, for such a powerful word. Mm. I'm going to check and see if anybody um, is still want to say anything or if they're just in the background marinating off of that powerful word. The lines are open. Anyone want to share with the woman of God about that powerful word that God spoke through her? about preaching the gospel, preaching God. The lines are open. Well, I want you all to know how much this author, this prophet, this doctor is so important to me, Um, not because, as she said, uh, of me, but because of the God in her and the God in me. I know for a fact that this woman, she probably has lots of things on her plate. But I was just wondering if she could take some time out to share with us some of her ministry engagements um, that she's, um, you know, working in. Because I know there's definitely one coming up soon in the Chicago area with uh, a prophet and another apostle from the Atlanta area. Can you share with us some of your ministry engagements that are coming up, Dr. Wright? Oh, absolutely, woman of God. We just thank God. We are so blessed. Um, Like you mentioned, um, Apostle Donald and Prophetess uh, Anita Graham are bringing their prophetic Women of War Conference, which they have had in the Atlanta area for, I I would like to say, definitely more than 10 years. And they are now um, bringing it to, as you mentioned, the Chicago Chicago land area. It's going to be September 19th through the 22nd. 
at 4452 West 16th Street in Chicago. That's right past um, 16th and Kilbourne. So it's going to be a powerful time of ministry. Uh, I mean, this woman of God, uh, Apostle Graham, uh, Prophetess Anita Graham, is an outstanding prophetic voice um, to the body, no nonsense, uh, uncompromising, just a dynamic um, prophetic gift. And uh, uh, a lot of the speakers throughout the day are her um, mentees, her and uh, Apostle Graham, her mentees. And, I mean, I cannot say enough. We have traveled um, to Atlanta countless, countless numbers of times um, for the conference, and it was always um, completely worth the trip and more. Um, so she is just uh, filled with the anointing of God. It is just a, going to be a powerful time. Again, that's going to be September 19th through the 22nd. It's um, the Prophetic Women of War. It's 4552 West 16th Street in Chicago, September 19th. And um, I'll be posting um, both the video trailer and the uh, flyer uh, on my page, you know, and please share it. And I'll be asking others to share it as well. Thank you so much, woman of God. Amen. And, and, and I know you're probably saying, uh, can, can she just, just ease up a little bit? But can you? Let us know, is there still an avenue for purchasing your book, author oh, yes. and doctor Absolutely. and great woman of God? Absolutely. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. And please, please, do, you know, be, be a good friend to yourself and purchase the last prescription you'll ever need. Listen, you all, this is a book. Listen, this book is so dear to my heart. This is the honest to God truth. It has been, it was a series um, of years that God ministered this truth to me to liberate me from the, the captivity of, um, of the mindset that does not produce, right? It's through the story of Amnon and Tamar, the book is the last prescription, the last RX you'll ever need, the last prescription you'll ever need. And I guarantee you, you know, the book is with revelations that will illuminate your heart and bring you to the place of understanding how we have been designated to dominate in the earth realm. We have been sent here to not take side, but to take over. And so in that dominion place, you have to have strategy. You have to hear God. You have to have a mind that can be like, like Christ. Christ-like minded. And so do yourself that favor. Be a friend to yourself and gift yourself that book, The Last Prescription You'll Ever Need, written by none other than myself, Serena Wright. Amen, amen. You know, I uh, was thankful so much for the book that Dr. Wright had written until um, God allowed me to plant her book into other people's lives. And so part of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ many times is supporting the men and women of God that does exactly what she said, that preaches God, not self. And so the last prescription you'll ever need 
It's actually that. It's a book that preaches God, and it preaches God's healing. So like she said, please go out and buy the book. And while you're buying the book, don't forget about the September 19th through the 22nd, um, the Prophetic Women of War, because Dr. Wright will be one of the speakers there, but also Prophetess Anita Graham. I mean, like she says, it's just so many people of God, because we want to support one another, um, whether it's you're sowing seeds into their lives, not that you can buy the word, but you can plant into the belly and into the soil, planting into good soil. You can even plant into Dr. Serena Wright's life for if it's a book, if it's a conference, whatever God is calling her to do, she lives on this side of heaven where the things that we do cost money and they cost time and things of that sort. If I want to be a blessing to you, Dr. Wright, how could I sow into your life? Oh, if you want to be a blessing to me, um, you can cash at me at the number four D R W R I G H T the number four D R W R I G H T dollar sign the number four D R W R I G H T at cash app the dollar sign number four Dr. Wright. Thank you so much, woman of God, for asking. Amen. So see that great word that we heard on tonight, we can hear it again at the Prophetic Women of War, and you can read it and meditate on the word that God has given Dr. Wright through her book, The Last Prescription You'll Ever Need. And then if you want to be a financial blessing to her, you can use her cash app. So please consider those ways and even more to support the word that God has placed in her belly. Because it's for you, it's for you, it's for you, it's for you, and it's for me. So thank you, woman of God. Um, did you want to have any closing remarks, or do you want us just to go through our announcements at this time? No, woman of God, we are done. Thank you so much. God bless. Okay. Amen. So our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And don't forget, you can come back on Sunday at 9.30 Central Standard Time, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, and hear uh, myself, Cecilia, speak uh, whatever the Lord has given me to share on the World Wide Web. And then you can come back again on next Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Iron Sharpening Iron, where our speaker for that night will be our own pastor servant, Troy Thomas. So don't forget to be there. And then on every Friday night, you can come back at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time or 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear Minister Sylvia Kaiser and also Prophet Antoine. Either one of them, they tag team on that night, this dynamic duo. So there's three times a week that you can Come and support Smile3E on the World Wide Web, Sunday morning, Monday night, and Friday night. So if you haven't heard anything else on tonight, I pray that you heard, preach God, not yourself, 
so many benefits when you preach God, and he's a part of that equation. Okay, so until Friday night, bye-bye.